This is Gemara Mo'i Ka'in Daf Yod, and today's Daf, the Daf for Chav Shvat, is sponsored by a close and longtime friend of the Daf on the occasion of his birthday, which is today. So, first of all, we wish him a wonderful birthday, and it should be a year filled with only Bracha, Simcha, incredible health, and only Steiging and more and more Tyra we should all learn together. And he would like to sponsor the Daf as a special for Shlomi Yisachar, Ben Esther Yehudis, and Mirz Hashem, the learning of the entire Chabura, which Baruch Hashem I keep on saying, and I'm astounded by the amount of people tuning in, people learning, people people chazring, people sharing, absolutely incredible, it should be an incredible schos for Shlomi Yisachar Ben Yehudi, should have a complete recovery, a complete refuah shleim of Bekari Mamish. Learning as well, as well as learning we're holding on the very top of the Yud Amr Aleph as we continue in the Mesecht of Ma'id Katan and more particularly into the various halachis of Cholamite. And today we're going to learn some very, very relevant halachas, some beautiful pictures we have special today. Let's get to it. So the top line of Daf Yudam Aleph says in the Gemara, a hediyat, a regular person, could sow normally. Says the Gemara, what's a regular person? And what's an uman? What's a craftsman? Hechidami hediyat. Amrit V. Rabyani, so Rabyani explains, Kosheinu Yachalahaitzi, Mali, if you're not able to draw a full stitch full of needles at one time, what that means is the umanim, the, the craftsmen apparently, what they can do is they take a baguette and they take the needle and they could go through up and down, up and down, up and down many times through the baguette, all scrunched up. And then with one pull, they could pull it out and have a beautiful line of stitches. Imra bechefas halukai says Yosefin Chanina. No, a different shot. You know who's a you know who's a head yet? If he's not able to make a clean, even hem at the bottom of a garment. So two different ways of defining a head yet. Either it's a specific type of stitch he can't do, or he just can't make a perfect line at the bottom of the garment. Fauman machlef. And again, so the hadith, the regular person, is allowed to sew, kedarkai, he's allowed to sew, you want to put it on a needle, you want to fix something up, you're going to do it, you're allowed. But then the Mishnah continued, and the Mishnah said, so could the Uman do anything? Does he have to not do anything? Said the Mishnah, no. He's allowed to be machlev. Explains the Gemara, my machlev, what does it mean, machlev? It means making stitches with wide steps. It means making stitches like the teeth of a dog. So here we have an absolutely beautiful picture. Uh, these picture people are incredible. So on top of this, you see the Chayot, who's the tailor, and you see if you look beautifully, the way that he is stitching, his stitches are, first of all, he's closed, obviously. What are his stitches? His stitches go back and forth. They're not straight. That is a machlev according to the second shita. Whereas you see on the bottom over here, the Maizahed, the regular person, he is allowed to sew in a straight line as good as possible. And we continue into the Gemara that the Mishnah said, seven lines down in Yudah Meralef, Misargin es hamitois. You're allowed to do something to a bed. You're allowed to do something to a bed. So, my Misargin, my Mematchin. So, the Mishnah said, you're allowed to be Misargin. And then the Mishnah said something about being Mematchin. The Mishnah said that according to Rav Yoisi, you're allowed to be Mematchin, which literally means to tie in the bed. 
on Cholamayim. So the truth is, before we even see the Gemara, just so we know what in the world we're talking about, see this picture over here, this is going to be two shittas in the Gemara, but let's just see, this is how they would make a bed, you know, primitive, there's no uh, frame, there's no, uh, you know, box spring or something like that, so they have the frame, what do they do? They take strings, and they lace it lengthwise and widthwise, as you see over here. Over here, you see this beautiful Jew, what's he doing? He is tightening, you see it's already all laced, but it's very loose, it's going to be a bit saggy, this bed, and he wants it tighter, so he's going to be tightening it. So now that we have a picture of what we're talking about, the Gemara hopefully will be a bit clearer. Says the Gemara, Kyos Ravdimi Amar, Pligibar of Chiyabarava, Ravasi. Rachiyabarava and Ravasi argue with Ravayim Mishmid, Chizkia, Rav Yechlan. And they're both arguing the name of Chizkia and Rav Yechlan, Chanamar Mesargin. What does that mean? Shesi Ve'eriv. Mesargin means to go lengthwise and widthwise. Mumatchin means Shesi Beloy Eriv. And what does it mean, Mimatchin? Again, we translated the literal word of the Mishnah of Mimatchin as Titan. But now the Gemara is going to define clearly what is Mimatchin. Matrin and what is misargin? So says the Gemara. One sheet is misargin means you go back and forth both ways, and matrin means you only go one way. You only go the length, and you do not go the. You not go the width. But Chanamar and the other sheet that says misargin is shasi bloyerif. He drops it down one notch. He says that misargin is only one way. And mimatchin is shemayorafui mimatchai. That if it's loose, you become tightened. So two different ways of explaining. Do we say that the what's not allowed is length and width, and Rav Yosi allows just length, or do we say no? What the Tanakama allows is just length. What does Rav Yosi allow to tighten it up? Ask the Gemara. Any is this true? He explains Vishavin that everyone agrees. Both Rav Meir and Rav Yosi, the two opinions are in Mishnah, both agree. That if the, the excuse me, you're not allowed to twist ropes for the first time on Cholamite. So you can't twist the ropes. What does this have to do with what we're talking about? Explains the Gemara. According to the opinion that says, what's misargin, shasi, and erev, lengthwise and widthwise? And what's umematchin, shasi, below erev, lengthwise and width? Now I understand. So the machloik is in the Mishnah, is can you do length and width, or just length? And then comes along with the Chliva Bar Shal, and what does he say? Everyone agrees to, now what? <coughs> Excuse me, says Rav Dachliva Barshal. Everyone agrees that you're not allowed to twist the ropes. I know Diktani, Rav Dachliva Barshal, meaning it's like the next step. You can't twist the ropes. Look at the contrast, and it'll be very clear. According to the other sheet that says what? Misargin, what did that mean? Shasi blow air of only length. Mimatchin, what did that mean? Shemayoravo yamamatchai, you're allowed to tie in it. Hashdos, what's the question? Shasi ve eriv amriloi, according to the second opinion, everyone, Rav Yaisi, Rameir, the two opinions of the Mishnah. I said the Tanakama, that's Rameir. Rav Yaisi, Rameir, the two opinions of the Mishnah both agree. You're not allowed to do shasi and Erev. So would you have a hava amina to think? Do you have any thought process to think that you could twist the rope? Of course not. You can't even do lengthwise and widthwise. Of course you can't twist the rope. Therefore says the Gemara, Kasha, that is indeed a question. Before we speak out the question again, we'll open up the picture. 
So everyone can look at it a little bit carefully. And let's figure out what the Gemara's kasha was. We said there are two opinions. Either what is misargin and what is mebatchin. Either misargin is lengthwise, lithwise, like you see in the top picture. What's mebatchin lengthwise without widthwise? According to that, now it makes sense that you could give me a chiddish that they debate whether you could go both ways or one way, but they agree you can't twist the rope. Beautiful. However, if you're going to tell me that everyone agrees you can't go length and width, what's the machloikas? The Rameir says go length. Rav Yossi says you could just tie in. So is there any thought that you could twist a rope? Of course not. You can't go lengthwise and widthwise. Stefan says the Gemara, that is a kasha on that opinion. Another question, says the Gemara. Are you going to tell me that misargin could potentially mean Lengthwise, without widthwise. Do you think that? Vatanan, we learned in a Mishnah. A bet. Once you are misarging, which was the word we were trying to figure out, but once you do it, three boxes, then it's considered a complete entity. So what do we see? We see from this Bryce of something very, very clear. We see that you need to have three boxes, that's when it's a complete entity. So obviously, what does Misargan mean? We see that Misargan has to mean to make a box. How do you make a box? Length and width. You can't have a box if it's just going one way. So for the fact that the Bryce speaks out so clearly and beautifully, that the way in order to be Macavel Thomas when you have three boxes, obviously Misargan means lengthwise and lengthwise. Therefore, explains the Gemara El Kiyasa Ravin, whoever comes along and says, Amar bin Sargin Kulam If you're right, everyone agrees Misargin is length and width. Elikipligi what's the machlaikas bimimatchin. What is mimatchin? Meaning it's a local machlaikas on mimatchin. Everyone agrees Misargin is length and width. What's mimatchin? Marsa mimatchin shasi bloyere marsavar. Shemayerafoy mimatchin that if it's loose, you tighten it up. Still, the Gemara is not happy. Mesve asked the Gemara. We're about eight lines from the Mishnah on Yud Alpha, on Yud Amad Alpha, excuse me. A Mesve, Misargin Esamita. Says the rice, you can be misargin. And certainly, you could be mimatchin. You can't be misargin. You can't do mimatchin at all. Again, so we're trying to use these words to figure out what do the words mean. So what do the Bryce say? Rameir says, misargin, and of course mimatchin. Rav Yoisi says, mimatchin, don't be misargin. Don't do it. In mimatchin kol eker explains the Gemara beautiful. If the word mimatchin means one way, now we understand what the yeshayimrim is coming to say. The Yishayim is coming to say that the first two opinions said you could go at least one direction. Now the Yishayim is saying you can't do that. If you're going to tell me that what does the word Mimatchin mean? It means if it's loose to tie in it. According to the Yishayim, you're not allowed to... That are you not allowed to even tighten it? What does that mean? What's the Hava Mina? We have two opinions whether you could do length and width. The Yishayimim says, Yishayimim can't do any Mimatchen. What exactly does that mean? Answers the Gemara. And, and obviously, the question here really is 
that uh, the question really is, and we'll let Rashi speak it out. Rashi says, Also, nami matuchi is the Yishayim coming to say that even matuchi is aser. Vamai halakavin malachi didn't do anything. You're not going to lie in it. So why are you not allowed to do that? You're just making the bed somewhat functional. Explains the Gemara in no, indeed that's the Yishayim holds. Kima de Evsher lemamle you know you could do you have your bed frame you have no springs you have no anything there's no mattress what are you going to lie on says the Gemara very simple what do you need a fancy box frame what do you need fancy length and width you know you do take some garments take some leftover laundry stuff it into the bed and beautiful you can lie on the bed so the fact that you have another avenue explains the Gemara comes along to teach me that you're not allowed to do anything that is the opinion of the Yesh Aymrim absolutely beautiful says the Mishnah on the bottom of Yudam and Aleph, Mamidim Tanur Vikirayim. You let a set up an oven or a stove, Rechaim or a mill, Bimait. Rav Yudaimer in Mekavshin is Rechaim Bitzchila. We're now going to be Mekavshin, which we'll see what that means on Cholamoid. Ask the Gemara, my Mekavshin. Rav Yudaimer, Minaka Rechayo, Rav Chil Bas Eno, Rav Chil Omar, excuse me, Bas Eno. So two opinions. What exactly this means. So again, let's get up a beautiful picture. And with that, we'll explain. Here you see a mill. Again, a mill was comprised of two stones. As you see over here, there were two stones. And you know, a stone in the bottom and a stone at the top. And as you see this hole right over here, the hole was where you would pour the grain through. It would go through the top one. And then it would sit between the top and the bottom. And then they would, uh, you know, grind it. And it would crush the grain. It would crush the kernels between these two. So says the Gemara, we have two opinions. What exactly is Rav Yudah talking about in the Mishnah? Either it means it means cutting grooves into the bottom stone. As you see this person over here, what's he doing? He's chiseling these little holes. He's chiseling these little grooves so that the grain can sit on there. And then when I move it around, it will crush it with the grooves. Whereas the second opinion, Rav Yudah says, no, what do you now let it do? It means making the hole, the top hole. Again, we have two entities over here. The top one, you have a hole to pour the grain and the kernels in. So you go through the top one and then it sits in between these two and you go like this. So the first opinion says it means cutting the grooves in this bottom one so that it could give it some friction to crush. The second opinion says no, it means cutting this hole to pour in the grain. Says the Gemara, it says the rice, you let it set up an oven. You let it set up a stove. And you cannot finish it. Even let it finish it. And here's what we need, because it's the same review as our Mishnah. Says Rav Yehuda, in the name of Rav Eliezer, What do you allowed to do? You let to set up the new one, and you let to be mekavshin the old one. And the last opinion says, mekavshin Now, based on this brisa, we're going to see very clearly what Rav Yudah obviously holds the word mekavshin means. Explains the Gemara. Before lines on the wide lines, you don't mekavshin is minakarichayo. If you them Mekavshin means making those holes on the bottom. It makes a lot of sense how the old one can need those grooves. What happened? They got worn out. You got to recut them in. El it says it means making the hole in the top one. Why would you have to make a hole in the top one if it's already been used or had to have been a hole? It's impossible to use it without a hole. 
answers the Gemara in Uriah on the last narrow line. Means you're widening a little bit. There was a hole, but now you want to make it a wider hole. So therefore, we don't have a raya to what the word mekavshe means according to Rav Yehuda. Says the Gemara, sorry, Rav Huna Shamiyei Lahu Gav Rav Yehuda heard a certain person he was cutting in the grooves into the bottom of the mill on Cholamoyit Amarman Hai Ischel he said, who is this? His body should be desecrated like he is desecrating says the Gemara, Ravuna seemingly holds like whom? Like the Yishayimim, that you're not allowed to be making these grooves on it. Answers the Gemara, uh, excuse me. So says the Gemara. He holds like the Yishayim. They're not allowed to make the grooves. Period. Darish Rav Chama says Rav Chama. That you're allowed to cut the grooves of Cholamayin. Mishum Rameir Omer Afilu Sos Shereichavla. If you have a horse that you ride on, or Vechamar Shereichavla, or a donkey that you ride on, Mutar Little Sipernaim Bechol Demada. You let it cut the trim the nails literally, or actually the hooves of the horse and the donkey Cholamayin, because that's a Tzayrech. As you look at the bottom Rashi before we turn over Rashi. He says, "Mutter lita lein siparnayim kederach oisim achshav lesusim shalanu diloy avila." What's the answer? Havali sayra avalei mati azul. If you don't trim the hooves, the animal won't be able to go, and you need the animal. So therefore, you let a trim in a cholamayit. I guess perhaps a comparable type of thing would be if one has a car, not necessarily to fill it up with gas, but maybe there's a flat tire. Maybe from here we'd have a rayon. If you need your car, you need to be able to go somewhere. You'll be able to fix the flat, because without that you won't be able to go. Similar to what the Gemara is saying, that you could trim the nails. As we turn over to Yunamid Beis, explains the Gemara, But the hooves of a mill donkey, the donkey that turns the millstone, obviously a larger millstone turned by a donkey, you're not able to trim it. You're not able to trim it. Says the Gemara, Rav Yudah Shari, Rav Yudah argues, Lemishkal Tufrei Lechamra, Rav Yudah says, you'll have to trim the hooves, Lechamra, the Rechai of the donkey of the millstone, because again, we're basically trying to figure out at what level is it that Tzayrich of the Maid, says Rav Yudah, you have to grind grain, so if you could trim his hooves, Ulakumi Rechai, and as well, you'll have to set up the millstone, Ulamivne Rechai, and to build the mill, Ulamivne Amaz Rechai, and to build the frame of the mill, Ulamivne Oraya, and to build a barn, Review this more mekel and all, and all those entities. Now the Gemara once we're talking about animals, the Chalamai, it says Rava Rava Sharles Ruke. Susaya, you'll have to take a metal comb and comb the horses. Excuse me, and to build a manger for the horse, and to build a bench on Chalamai. Different practices that are mutter. Now. We start the second half of today's year. And what we're going to have right now is Rava. Rava's going to come along. And Rava's going to have no less than eight halachis that Rava's going to teach us what is mutter and what is not on Cholamayit. Says the Gemara, Rava Shari, we're five lines from the top of Yod HaMibayis. Rava Shari, Lemishkal Adama, Lebehema Bechol Namada. You're allowed to let the blood, bloodletting of an animal Cholamayit. You let the blood of an animal. You're not allowed to hold back healing of an animal. Just like 
just like Rav said, you're allowed to let the blood, you also have to do all other malachis in order to cure an animal, to make the animal feel better on Chalamayid. Din number one of Rava. Din number two, Rava Shari Lekaskusei Kirma. Rava allowed them to press clothes on Chalamayid. My time explains the Gemara, Maisa Hadidu, and there we have it. Just like we saw in the first part of today's year about the Maisa Hadid on sewing, says Rava, to press clothing, that's a Maisa Hadid, every normal person does that, and therefore it's mutter. Perhaps this would be comparable to ironing a shirt, which people do a household chore that you're doing again, you're not just doing it for no reason, you're doing it because you need the clothing, that would be allowed. Amar Avisik Barami, Amar Avchista, Keturei Biri is Aser. He explains that no, pressing a sleeve, pleating a sleeve is forbidden. My time, that's my Umanu. So again, we have to now figure out, we have to fine tune which actions are regular household actions that people do, and which actions no, or things that you go to an Uman, you go to a specialist. Perhaps, like I said, ironing a shirt is something that people do in their house. But maybe putting a pleat in a skirt or putting a, a pleat in a pair of pants, maybe that's something more comparable to a Maisa Uman. And number three says, Rava Amar, Rava Man Demitkal Dari. Someone who has wants to clear out his land. For, for what reason? Adaita de Beidari to make a threshing floor in order so he could thresh the grain. He has to clear off the ground so he can put down the grain and he can stomp on it or let the animals stomp on it. Shari, that is motor. But Adaita de Arof, you're clearing off your land. Why? To improve the soil, to improve the land. That is forbidden. Hechi, Tommy. Ask the Gemara, how do you know? Which, how can you tell what the person is doing? It sounds like the same thing. You're clearing off the land. Explains the Gemara. No, there's a different way of doing it. Molya be molya be if you have a mound and you're digging in the mound and you put it back in the mound, you have a hole and you dig in the hole and you put it back in the hole, then then what are you doing? You're just le- leveling it out for the threshing floor and its mother. But if you take a mound and you fill up a hole, then then you're proving the land, land, excuse me, and that is forbidden. says number four. If a person c- clears away the, the garbage, the weeds, the twi- the weeds and the twigs, not the wigs and the twigs, the weeds and the twigs from his field, if he's doing it in order so that he could, again, if he's doing it, so that he could have the wood. He's taking these twigs and he's gathering together. He needs firewood. Fire up the fireplace. Nice and warm for Chalamayid. That's mutter. But I think that if you're doing it to clear away the land, also, says the Gemara, hey, dummy, how can you tell the difference between the two? Explains the Gemara, Shakal Ravu, Shakal Zotri. If he takes the large one and he throws away the small ones, I think that he's obviously doing it for firewood. He wants to only keep the big logs, the big twigs. But Shakal Ravi, Zotri, Zotri, I think that if you take everything away, what do you do? Doing, you're just trying to clear up the land, and that is forbidden. And number five says, You open up water, you let water go onto your field. Why letting water go onto your field? One of two reasons, explains the Gemara. If you're doing it so that the fish in the water, you could trap those fish and have what to eat on Yom Tev, that's mother. If you're doing it so the land gets uh, irrigated and gets watered, it's forbidden. How do you tell the difference? So, you open up two gates, you open up the water on the top, you open up the water on the bottom, so the water flows in and then the water leaves. Then I died to the Kivri. So why are you letting water just go through your field? He's doing it to collect the fish in the middle. That's allowed. But if you only open up water and you just let the water in, then I died to the why are you doing it? 
you're doing it to irrigate your field, and that is going to be forbidden. And says Rava number six, we're about 20 lines to the bottom. First one line is the Ara. Ba'amai Rava comes along Rava, and he says, I'm on the Mishach, Dikla, a person who removes branches from a Dekel, a palm tree, if he's doing it to do get food for his animals, it's shari. He's doing it to improve the tree, it is aser. Hey, chidami, how could you tell the difference? Explains the Gemara. Shakal kol yamechad gisa, atayitidichayusa. If you just take branches off of one side of the tree, you're just trying to get whatever branches you can for your animal, that's allowed. But mehai gisa, mehai gisa, if you're leveling out the tree, why are you doing it? We know the truth. Atayitidichla, you're doing it for your animal, for the tree, vaser, and it's going to be forbidden. Vamai rava comes in rava with din number seven. Hani tamri, Tuchlani, these unripe dates, Migaz Rinu Shari, cutting them up is mutter. You need to get some good dates. He doesn't want them to spoil, so you cut them up to eat them. That's allowed. But Maitsinu is Aser. If you're pressing them down, you're putting them under a weight, which is a process of drawing them out, that's forbidden. Why is that forbidden? It's forbidden because you're doing it for after Yantif. You can only do it for a Yantif need. So to cut up the dates, that's fine. But to press the dates so that you have them for after Yantif, if that is ulcer. But comes like Rabba Amar, Kimon de says Rabba, no, if you don't press them, they're gonna get wormy. So therefore, dummy. It's like you're gonna lose your business, Vishari. And that line is a big line, it's gonna continue with that line. Prakmatya, merchandise. If someone has merchandise that he's selling and the merchandise is gonna get ruined, that's the greatest of Robin, and therefore it is allowed. Vamai Rabba din number eight, and the final din for today, Prakmatya calls. Any amount of pragmatia, how that fits with the last line, we have to see. But any amount of pragmatia, any amount of selling merchandise is forbidden. There it is. Motor, if it's going to be incur a loss, then it's going to be allowed. Ravina Avla, who is Ravina had a business, Davimizdan Bishita Alfei. The merchandise usually cost it 6000 Shaya, he waited till after Yantiv and God paid him back. Lazvune Basar, he waited to pay to sell till after Chlamaid. Bezavner, Betlaser, Alfi, sold it for 12000 Another story, Ravina Avi, Mesik, Zuzay, Bimidei. Akra Dishanvasa. Ravina had money that the people of Akra Shanvasa owed him. They owed him some money. So Haslika made Ravashi. So Ravina went to Ravashi and asked Ravashi, Amr Lumalu means I'm allowed to go collect the money today. Amr Lay responded, Keep it in the Mishkachlu. Because today is the day you can find them at home. You won't be able to find them another day. So today is the only day seemingly you could go and collect your money. And it's going to be mutter. Before we call it a day, let's just see one Rashi. Rashi, the very, very end of the Hamid. Rashi says, Pragmatia calls you two lines to the bottom of the Hamid. Lastly, it's Chayra to do business. Dover Abed, it's Mutrashim. Yeshli Hevsid, Imlo Yasenu, Isis Chayra, Mutla, Saisi, Avu Bechinam, Shaloi Lahar Viach, it's Usser. Rashi said that if you're doing it just so you don't, that you lose a profit, it's going to be forbidden. And this is obviously a very, very large discussion. What is Dover Ovid? If you stand to make a profit, but you're not going to get that profit, is that called a loss or not? This Rashi is one of the big and if you look at Thaisis over here, Thaisis deals with it as well. Just to quote the last line, he quotes a Rav Yesa that says, You're not going to get this price again. So there is a machlekes here, we don't have time to discuss right now. At what level is something a davar avid? Is something only if you're going to lose it entirely, you're going to lose the principle, losing the profit. We'll pick up from Dafir Aleph.
Emir Tashem in the next year.